This is Saturday, September 11th. Now we've spent the last weeks walking with Israel in the wilderness. Why did God choose Israel? (laughs) They're a stiff-necked people. Very slow to learn and high maintenance. God's purpose in choosing Israel was to show the world what a life of ordered freedom looks like. He chose a people that hadn't been formed into a nation. They had no system of laws to guide their justice. They had no mission in the world. The Lord gave them all of that during their time in the wilderness. It was the way they would come to live free. That's what we've been learning about in our study. God would guide them along each step of their journey. Now, this didn't mean it wouldn't be messy. It's always messy working with sinful people. But God's purposes would be revealed. In the story of Israel, we find the faithfulness and the persistence of God through rebellion after rebellion. God remained with his people. We also learn the love of God. The Lord continually poured life into his people. He provided for them what they would need in the wilderness. And the question we might ask at the end of Numbers is, did they learn to live free? And perhaps that's the question for us. Have we learned to live in the freedom we have been given in Christ? In the New Testament, Paul the Apostle told the church in Galatia, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1 As we've learned in this study, freedom was given to Israel by God at the Exodus. But they had to learn to live in the freedom the Lord provided. And that's where we are in Christ. Now for Israel, this free life always seemed over the horizon. Blocked by their sin, their unwillingness to trust God, and to walk in the way He provided to them. For those of us in Christ, we have freedom from our sin. And because of that freedom from the oppressive life of the law, we we can know this freedom. We can live it now. The law is no longer our master threatening punishment and death. It becomes a source of truth that helps teach us about the ways of God and to guide us along the way. But if you're in Christ, you are free. Here's Jesus explaining how we come to live free in Him. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be full. That's John 15, 9-11. Now here's the remarkable thing we find in Jesus' words. There remains a structure for a free life. They're his commands. There is, however, no threat of punishment if we fail to obey. Instead, there is the power of his love at work in us. So the engine of our freedom is the love of Jesus. And his commands do not enslave us. They actually free us. The end result is joy. His joy that is flowing through our lives. A joy that is full. 
And I believe the Lord gave Israel structure for their free living in his law. But the power for that freedom would not come until Jesus appeared on the scene. Now there are hints to this truth all along the way through the book of Numbers. Though God, God gave his people the structure they needed in the law, they couldn't obey. They continually missed their freedom because of weakness and sin, and they refused to trust the Lord at the most important times in their story. Yes, God provided them with sacrifices for restoration, but even the sacrifices were never complete. They were never enough. There were always more sacrifices that needed to be made. It's not until Jesus, the Messiah, comes that sin is done away with for the people of God once and for all. And that's what Jesus has done. This is why we are invited to live in his love and to discover the good purposes of his commands. They're meant for joy and for our freedom. They're meant to give us life, not to take it away. And yes, Jesus has fulfilled that law, that we might walk before him as a free people, living life as God planned for us in the very beginning. There's a story about Abraham Lincoln. One day he entered a town as a slave auction was taking place. This was before the Civil War, of course. And a young woman was brought before the crowd for sale. Lincoln stunned to think of what would become of her. He bid for her and he ultimately won. After paying his bid, his winning bid, he gave her her freedom. He released her and told her, you're now free. And she responded, can I go everywhere I wish? Anywhere I wish? And he said, yes, you can go wherever you choose. And she said, then I choose to go with you. Now the story is likely legend, but it teaches us of this freedom we have in Christ. Once he has set us free, free from our sin, he has cleared us of guilt and shame, free from the burden of proving ourselves, free from condemnation, the need to hustle every day to prove our worth and value. Once he has done this, how can we not say, well, I choose to follow you. How can we not learn to live the new free life that he's given to us? Yes, we have the resources of forgiveness and love. We've been adopted into God's family something that even Israel could not imagine. Here's 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power has granted to us all things that we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. This is what we have been given that we might live free. We've come to our, the end of our study of the book of Numbers, and we'll be picking up next week in the book of Colossians. I hope you'll join up for the journey. Let's pray. Lord God, why would we return to bondage, we who've been set free by the blood of Jesus? Teach us your ways, O Lord. Provide to us the full joy that comes from knowing Jesus and from remaining in him. Enable us by your Holy Spirit to enjoy all that Jesus has accomplished. To the praise of your name, amen.